Okay, welcome everyone to today's Carl Baron slash Obeda Torah Dafyomi class. Today's class is dedicated to Um It's also Bezat Hashem for the Pasha Ramah for Rachel Bat Shafika Sophia. We are starting on the bottom of Mem Zayin Amur Bet at the two dots below the Kabul. A woman should not... Nun zayin. Nun zayin. Nun zayin on bet. Nun zayin That a woman should not go out with the kavul on Shabbat. Now, what a kavul is, is not a simple thing. The Gemara will now analyze it. Amar Rabiyana, Rabiyana says, Kavul zeh en yodeyamahu. Rabiyana claims he does not know what the mission is referring to when he talks about kavul. E kalva da'avda t'na'an. Is he talking about the kavla that a slave wears? Aval shapir dami. If he's talking about that, then it's okay to go out with the kipa of wool, which is also called the kavla. So it seems like this business of kavul or kavla, kavul in Mishnah terms, kavla in the term of the Gemara can refer to one of any two things. It could refer to a um, a slave having a, um, a ID tag saying who he, she, he or she belongs to. Or it could be referred to nothing to do with this, and that would be a little tag that goes on them. Or it could be a kippah-like item that goes under the hat of a woman. And it's a, if then it's a pre, something to prettiness. So now, Rabbiana is claiming, when we said the Mishnah says Kavul, I don't know if it means a Kavul, which is a slave thing. And if so, we're only making a surah because it's a slave day, because it's, it's an ornament. But had it been uh, a kippah that we put on our heads, a, a lady would put on her head a, a fancy uh, woolen thing, then it will be okay. Or deal by kippah shatzemetah. Maybe we're talking about the kippah of the lady. Because she comes out, and then of course a, of a slave is going to be a surah. If we're telling you about the about a woman, of course the slave will be Asur. Now okay. So says the Imara, Amara Biapu, Mistabra commanded Amar Kipa Shaltsemitan. It's probable that the Mishnah was talking about the woolen one and not the slave one. Why? We have a bright like that as well. It says, Yotze Isha Bekabul. A woman could go out with a Kabul. Uve Istabar, and with an Istabar, la Chatzer to a Chatzer. When I tell you, you could go to a Chatzer, that means you can only go on a Chatzer, but you can't go to Shutalabim. The Bishamom and Azar, man, after Kabul to Shutalabim, you can even go to Shutalabim. Zer Klal, Klal Amar Bishamom and Azar, the Bishamom and Azar says the rule. Kol Shulamatim and the Shikhma, anything that's under your hat, your team, where you can go out. Over the hat, and you can't go out. So now, the fact that he's telling you that the kavul is under the hat, so it sounds like he's telling you that he's talking about the woolen one. And if that's what Bishmam Azar is talking about, so that's what we know what we know what's going on. We figured it out. Is he allowed to argue with the Mishnah? Uh, he's in the Mishnah. He's okay. He's a bright day. He's allowed to argue, and he is. It's fine. But okay. the fact that, okay. that means that the Mishnah was talking about that type of Kabul. Right. And he just argues with it. Okay. Okay, good. Now the Gemara wants to know, my Istama. 
So then once he mentioned this istama, which was mentioned in the bright, he said, your woman could go out with the istama and a kabutu a chater only. What's an istama? I'm going to be a bu bizyoni. This is a bizyoni. My bizyoni. I'm going Kalya puruchi. This is a scarf that holds in the wild hairs. Uh, a woman would have a ponytail in the back, and the ponytail would be all for long hairs. But often women had many short hairs, which you didn't want flying all the way around. So there would be some kind of scarf that would hold down those hairs that are otherwise would be in her way. That's an istama, which the, the, the bright I had said before, that she could go out only to a chatzer and not to a Yishu So far, so good? Awesome. Tanu Rabbanan. Shushadim there's three things that the rabbi said about Istra. Number one, bahem mishum you don't have to worry about shatnez and Istra, even though it's made out of wool. Now, the reason why you don't have to worry about shatnez is because they never made it into thread. They would take wool, that it's not a woven garment. In order to be a shatnez problem, you have to make threads and bake the threads into a, into a fabric. If you just take wool and you compress it, to make a garment out of a compressed wool item, it will not make shatnez, even if you put linen together with it. Okay? Answer to an interesting trivia question, why could you have wool and linen together in a garment and it's okay? Answer, if it's not made into shavitavi lose. Okay? Number two. For the same reason that it's not a cloth, if it gets a nega on it, it's not tameh. Because nega has to come on a sheti or elif, or on a garment, but a nega cannot come on something that has no, no uh, threads. And you cannot go out to public property. You can go to a chater, but you can't go to public property with an on Shabbat, like we said before. Mishum Shimonu, because Mishimon and Mishimon said, and Mishum Atarot Kalot. It's not subject to the problem of Atarot Kalot. A third quote means as follows. There's a rule. The rabbis do not allow. We're now on the top of Nunchet Amunal. The rabbis do not allow Kalot to go out with a crown on her wedding day. Because the crown would be too much simcha. And in order to avoid the simcha, because of the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, the rabbis made it asur. Now, if you have an Isn't estima, there a crown for Khatan uh, also? Yeah, atarot chatanim. Is that also asur? No, it didn't say that. Atarot kalot is asur because the, it seems like they don't want too much, too much simcha at the wedding. But that's only atara that's made out of precious stones. It's something that, something nice. But if you have atara that's made out of this fabric, that's okay. Okay, Shmuel Amar. Okay, so so far. We, every rabbi was saying that this kavla in the Mishnah was what Irving. What was the kavla in the Mishnah? It was the 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 head the head covering for the woman that looked nice. Correct. Shmuel disagrees completely. Says Gemara. Shmuel, I'm a kavla the avdekan. We're not talking about that kavla. We're talking about the slave one that keeps the slave. Tells everyone who the slave is. Okay. Okay. And according to this. You can wear the other kavla on, on, on Shabbat. You just can't wear the slave thing. 
Yes, the Gemara, me, I'm a Shmuel Hachi. You think Shmuel said such a thing? Rabbi Shmuel didn't Shmuel wasn't Shmuel famous for having said the following thing. He's a, a slave could go out with a with an emblem that's on his neck, but not if it's on his clothes. So you see that he can't go out with an emblem on Shabbat. That can be the mission to talk about an emblem. You see you shmuel at it. When his master made him the thing, let's say you have a slave, we'll call him James. Right? The master keeps saying, James, bring around the car. Yes, sir. Bring around the car. Okay? Now, if the master makes James a special, um, a special chain that says, James, servant of Mr. Bijou, then that's a problem. Because Miss James can be very, very scared if anything happens and it falls off. And James will end up carrying that tag around the Shusarabim and will make James do an Avedah on Shabbat. If it, if, it, if it rips off him, James will do an Avedah on Shabbat. But if James made his own, hi, I'm James, and I work for, yes, the famous Mr. Bijou, then. He's not going to be afraid if he, since he made it himself. His master's not going to think that if it falls off, that he's a rebel. And therefore, if it falls off, he's not going to carry it. There's no problem. So we'll answer the two statements of Shmuel. One is talking about what it was master made, what that's Asur, and what Mutar is slave made. Is that clear? Of course, you all know that, a Jew, that when a Jew buys the slaves, he becomes a Jew. And he has to keep all the taught like a woman, and he's also not allowed to carry a Shabbat, and that explains everything that we just said. Okay. Okay. Bumai ukim. So the more so that therefore we answer that being good. Bumai ukimta lahad shmuel. How did you figure out shmuel when he says you're allowed to carry? The other that I beg. You want to say the case. Where you're allowed to carry it, the Avid Rabbeh, where his master made him, Bechotim Shibustam, Amado, if you can make it. No, I said it backwards. Hold on. Hold on a second. Go back one step. One is if he makes it himself, one if he makes the master makes it for him. Yeah, if the master. So, the, okay. Give me one second. Hold on. Let me just get it clear. No, I said it's going to come up later. Okay, so I said it backwards. Let's start again. Uh, when his master makes it, he's never going to take it off. We're not worried. And therefore, you could carry it. If he makes it himself, he might take it off. Of course, it's okay if he takes it off. Of course, the master didn't make him wear it. And therefore, you're not allowed to wear it on your back. Okay? So the Gemara asks now, are you with me, Irving? Yeah. Take away that full mashal of the uh, we said before. Okay. How do you explain Shmuel when it's allowed? When the master made it? If so, so why can't he wear it on his clothes? Why do we say before he can only wear it on his neck and not his clothes? If it's his master, on his clothes, he should also wear it. I said, no. On the clothes, we're worried. Maybe it'll rip. 
and then umirtat umikvore. The slave will be scared and he'll hold it umachit lekatve, and he'll wear it on the shoulders. So the guy has this, um, the guy has this uh, garment on him that says who, who his master is. Okay, if it rips, we're afraid he's going to leave it on his shoulders like a talit. You know the talits that the people wear on their shoulders only? Yeah. So you'll, if you leave it on your shoulders like that, that's called carrying. That's not called wearing. And therefore, we're afraid the slave, because he doesn't want his master to be upset that he's running away, will leave the garment that says, I am pro- property of Bijou, on his shoulders, and then he'll be carrying... As it says in the Gemara, Damar Shabbat. If you go out with a folded toilet on your shoulder on Shabbat, because you're carrying, so you see it's not called wearing, and therefore we're afraid the slave might do the same and walk around not called wearing, not to get a beating from his master. And that's why we don't let over there when he's, that's why we don't let when it's on his, Clothes only on his neck. And we say some more story. This famous case that told. All the rabbis because they might fold it up, because they don't want to show that they, they, they're running away. The bar minach, besides for you, Rav Chani Rebashila, the lokapti alach the Be'lesh in Be'lesh Kutah's house, they don't care if you walk around with it, and therefore you could walk around with it, it's not a problem. So you see that if the guy is scared, it becomes a problem to walk around with a article of clothing that might come off. Now the Gemara is going to use Gufa, which is to isolate and analyze the previously mentioned statements. Gufa. A slave can go out with an emblem around his neck, but not on his clothing. Same thing. We have a contradiction. You shouldn't go out with a chotem on his neck. Not, and not on his garment. We already have the contradiction, but we'll continue to write down. Neither one accepts Tuma. Neither emblems get Tuma. You can't go out with a bell. If a slave has a bell on his neck so his master knows where he is, he can't go out with that on Shabbat. But he can have a, a bell on his clothing. Both them accept Tuma over there. Whereas before they both didn't accept here, they both accepted Tumah. An animal can't go with an animal on its neck or an animal on the animal clothing. can't go with a bell on his clothes or a bell on his neck. But either way, the point was coming over here is that over here it says an Evan cannot go, go out with a Chotim on its neck. And before uh, the bright that said that Evan can go out. Make up your mind. Rabbi, what's this whole thing of that Mekabel Tuma, Nabekabel Tuma? Well, we're going to see soon that the emblem itself might possibly be Mekabel Tuma. The Gemara is going to talk about it a little more. So, what does that have to do with our subject? 
it, it's just being brought in the Brighta. The, the reason why we brought this whole long Brighta is for the first statement. Which contradicted the statement that we had before from Shmuel and, and also another Brighta, Tanya Namihaki, which said, He can't go out with the Chotum on his neck. Make up your mind. That's the contradiction I'm here for. Okay? Right. Let's say that one was made by him and one was made by the master. Which means that as the slave makes it himself, we might he might end up carrying it. Versus law, you don't have to say that. Both cases are talking about when the master made it first. One's talking about a metal one, one's talking about a clay one. Like Any item that the owner is mocked with that he wears, they can't go out because he might carry it. And therefore, the first bright that says you go out with clay. Because if it breaks, no one's they're not gonna care if you leave it there. But the one that's made out of metal, if it breaks off, the master was gonna tell the slave, when it broke off, why don't you bring it home? So the slave is gonna end up carrying it home. Over here, we're, we're not worried those things are gonna rebel, but we're worried the slave will want to bring it home. So if it's made out of clay, a broken clay, leave it on the floor, it's just dirt. But broken metal, bring it home, we could re, we could uh, recycle it. And therefore, that's the problem over here. I this is know. still the item. This is still the item that goes around his neck. You're talking about correct. So okay. there could be two types of item on the neck. One item could have clay. Clay. Another item and metal. Could be metal. When it's and we're gonna explain the two bright by one by the one that's asur being the metal one because people want it for recycling, and the one that's mutar is the clay one because no one cares. Once it breaks, you leave it on the floor. The mist is not gonna be upset at you. Pachinami mistaver. It's also logical like this as well. Since you mentioned they both don't accept Tumah, it makes sense if talking about metal, that's why they don't, that's why that these don't accept Tumah, but others might. But other utensils made out of metal accept Tumah. But if you say talking about clay, but regular, do, do regular clay things accept Tumah? But then you learn to the brighter. Anything made out of clay and made out of dung or made out of stone, they don't accept any tumah at all. So, therefore, why would we say only emblems made out of clay are not tumah? Nothing made out of clay is not tumah. If we say talking about metal, it would make sense. But now that we say talking about clay, it w- metal, it would it would make sense. Why it would make sense why we're saying only these are not Mikabel Tumah. Okay? But if you're talking about clay, it would not make sense because all clay is not Mikabel Tumah. And therefore, we see another proof that the writer was talking about ones of metal. The second so, writer, the second so just writer. To clarify, just to clarify. Go ahead. So when so when we say that a guy an Evid, who's who's we thought was a clay one, 
and he and he can go out with that one because if it falls off, he's not going to pick it up and he doesn't care. And that's the one that's going to be Mikabel Tomat. That's what we thought. So now you're coming out that since it's made out of teeth and dung and other things that are never Mikabel Tomat anyway, so it must not be that. So it must be that it must be metal. But now if you say that, you got a problem because you have one one you have a contradiction with both metal cases. Hold on. We had two two writers. One, we had two brightos, right? First brightos said that he could go out with the chotam on his neck, but not on his tooth. The second one says he can't go out with the chotam on the neck. We're answering now that the both brightos are talking about made by the master. One is the metal one, which you can't go out, and one is the teeth one. Now, we clear? Now we're saying... And it's logical that the second one is talking about a metal one. The second one that says Asura is a metal one. Because later it says that they're both Mechabel, they're not Mechabel Tumah. Now the fact that you're emphasizing that these are not Mechabel Tumah, as opposed to a regular one of the, of the very same item, is not Mechabel Tumah, hints to the fact that it was the second right that was talking about metal. Because had it been talking about clay, you wouldn't emphasize that these are not Mechabel Tumah if nothing's Mechabel Tumah. So we're just bringing a proof here that the second writer must have been metal. That's all we're saying. And it means that if it falls off in the street, if it, he's not going to. He's going to pick it up, or he's not going to pick it. If, in this case, he will pick it up because it's made out of metal, and he will bring it back to his master, and therefore he's not allowed to carry. That's why we said not allowed to carry. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now we're up to the two dots over here. Amar Mor. We're towards the bottom of Nunchet Amural. Amar Mor. You can't go out with a bell on its neck. But he can go out with a bell on his clothing. Now we have to clarify why is it different if the slave is wearing a bell on his neck or a bell on his clothing. Now, slaves wear bells for a couple of different reasons. It could be that that's the style to wear a bell, or it could be that the bell is a security feature to make sure it doesn't run away. Okay? Let's see what you Why can't he go out with a bell on his neck? Probably because we're worried that the bell might become detached and the slave is going to carry it home so the master doesn't say, where's your bell? Klotz, where's your bell? I don't know, I left it someplace. Oh, he's going to get him. So he'll carry it home and that'll be a problem on Shabbat, carrying a bell. Right? So if so, Zushim Sutonami, then why won't, aren't we worried about the same thing if the guy's got a bell on his on the bottom of his uh, of his cloak? We should also worry that when he comes home and the master sees what he got three bells left, where's the fourth bell? I don't know, Master. Whack. And if he knows he can get whacked, he's gonna carry it home. Same problem. Why aren't we worried? It was woven in by an expert. When it's, you're right, if it's just a secondary attached bell onto the garment, it's the same thing as around the neck. It might rip off and he might carry it as a problem. Here we're talking, you know why it was allowed? Is because they had an expert weaver weaving it in a way where it's never going to come out. Since he's never coming out, we don't have a chash to make him come out. It's fine. Could you have Huda? 
You cannot remove that. Well, there should be a way to do it, but right now we're saying that it's not. Okay? Why? Because all the types of kelim could go into Tumah just by thinking that you want to switch it. But they can't go out unless you change them physically. So therefore, over here, if you had a door and you made it into a bell, since you had a thought to make it into, you had, you know, so you had it from a door, which is Tahor, and you made it in for a cow, so what are you doing? You're thinking you want to make it more Tameh, that thinking works. But if you had it for a cow, you want to make it for a door, but you want to make it more Tahor, then you have to do an action. Since you didn't do an action here, that's why it didn't work. But either way, the Gemara is, sorry, the Gemara quoted, quoted the Brita, which says that an animal's bell could get to Ma. And the Brita before them said, Is that animal coming to Ma? Lo Kasha. Ha di itil in bell, vaad litbi in bell. If it has a little clapper inside, a little red uh, pamon, uh, what do they call it? Pamon uh, is like a little bell, a little thing inside, the, a noisemaker inside of it, then that's when we said that it is Tameh. Let the inbal, if it has no inbal, that's when it's Tahor. The first case was Tahor. Versus Manasha. Doesn't make sense. If he's saying it's a Kili, because it's a looks beautiful. Now, if you let the invalid, it's a kelly, even if it has no clapper inside. Eat the lav tameh, or if it's not tameh, inval mashvili manad, the clapper should make it a utensil. Right? Why should the clapper make a difference? Where is it? No. In, yes. Because they said, we die in the mashmiya called the kli, not the true tameh. How do you know if you make noise with a metal keli that it's b'chav tumah? Meaning that if you take a keli and it was made to make noise with, and you actually made noise with it, once you did, that's it. It is, it is tip tumah. How do we know? Whatever goes through the fire should go through the fire. Even because of your dibur, meaning because you said you want to use it for some other purpose, that alone could switch it to Tumah. How do we see? Because Masuk says, any word literally means anything. But the word Davar is being taken out of context to be referring to Davar, that a word, a person deciding to use it for a different purpose, that word alone could make it into Amakabel Tumah. Beautiful. Ask the Gemara. Umayu Kipta, how do you figure out the Gemara? With the left, we inbound, you think it has no clapper inside. And it's you, what about the middle case of the Brighta? What does the middle case of the Brighta say? We love the Zubshu, so we can't go out with a bell on your neck. I would say the Zubshu was no, but you can go out with a Zub on your clothes. The Zeb is there, we can't believe and they both accept Tumah. So it sounds like either let me invalid if now whatever the first case is talking about the second one talking about. So if you just said that our brighter is talking about let me invalid, then what about the middle case? In the middle case, 
if there is no imbal, why would ever give it to become tameh? You make a bell for a mortar, or for a cradle so you know where the baby is, where the, to, to keep put the baby to sleep. You make a bell for the baby. Or for the covers of a cemetery, you put a bell. Or for the covers of kids so you know where the kids are. The rule is, they have a clapper in the tamer, and they have no clapper in the tower. If you remove the imbal, so you see that a bell that never had a clapper is not Tuma. And if it had one, you lost it, it still becomes Tameh dependent. Now, how do we explain the first case as talking about Enbo Imbo? It doesn't make sense. This is talking about if it's a, on a, the bells on the kid. The Kabla Because those things are made. They're made to make sound, but a bell by a great person, even even if it doesn't have a bell, it's still considered cool to have it because you're showing that you're a cool guy. And therefore, it's Tameh anyway. Okay, so we just said a Chidush, and it's Tameh regardless without a bell. When it's made for a grown person, when it's made for a kid, or for, a, or for any other per- person, where if the whole point of putting it there is a noise, then only if it has the bell stomach. in. But if the, you're putting it there for style, even without, even without a clapper, it's going to be stomach. But if it was made for the noise, and you decided to change your mind and take out the inbal, and then you want it to be for style, and it's still going to be Tameh. Sounds like that from before, yeah. Okay, Rabotai. We're going to stop right over here. I'm on board. Okay? Thank you, Amen. 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 Thank you. 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 Thank